When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Steelers Draft Talk. I'm your host, Derek Bell. With me is my good buddy, Nick Martin. Today, we are going to be talking about the defensive side of the ball for Senior Bowl week, going over some prospects that we're really looking forward to seeing. Um, you know, still a couple weeks out, but just to get some names on your all's radar before we get there. Uh, just or, as a reminder, you can subscribe to the YouTube channel at youtube.com slash Talk. Um, and obviously you can find us wherever you get your podcast. You like the video, drop a like. You want to um, you want us to talk about a specific prospect, you know, make sure you drop that in the comments as well or hit us up on Twitter. Either or it's good. We always want to try to get y'all as included into the show as we can. So uh, first off, how we doing, Nick? How we doing, brother? Doing good, man. Doing good. It's the draft grind. It's it's go- it's moving along, you know, starting to get s- to some reports and you know, can't wait to start rolling those out on the site. Definitely be on the lookout for a few from me this week. So, yep, I'm really looking forward to it, honestly. Heck yeah, man. I'm trying to I'm trying to do the same this week. A little hectic for me, but just still trying to push some stuff out. Um, some guys that I watched this week were, were really fun watches. So it is nice, like, you know, in January, there's still, you know, a newness to the process. We're not kind of in the grind process of it yet yeah. or the grind period. Um, you know, my, my focus over the last couple of weeks has been, uh, probably the last 10 days or so has been more so on the senior bowl guys, just so I can get some level of familiarity with, um, most of the players before we head into that week. That way, you know, there are no surprises or anything like that. So, yeah. um, all right, let's, let's get, let's get this kicked off, man. Where we, where you want to start? We want to start with defensive linemen. Yeah. Yeah. All let's right. start there. All right. Let's start with some defensive linemen. Who, who are you looking forward to seeing down in Mobile? Zach Pickens. I think he is uh, one of the most uh, standout in terms of like his, his position versatility. You could see him play from like a zero alignment to anywhere from like a five technique and two gap. He put, he mostly attacked um, at South Carolina because they, they tended to one gap on their defense more, but his length his power really stands out. Surprising amount of bend for a guy that big Javon Kinlaw really talked him up. Uh, back in the process saying he can be like an amazing player um overall with me i just want to see him maintain his pad level a little better when he gets that initial push you could you can see him like maintain the point of attack but he gets a little high and then he ends up getting finished towards like the end so i want to see him be able to maintain that pad level maybe use a little more of a 
of a one arm to try and maintain the point of attack because a lot of times he uh, he's he doesn't really get his eyes on the ball carrier so he ends up missing a few i watched a little bit of his game against kentucky ended up missing a tackle on chris rodriguez as he got like the push in the backfield and he ended up getting like planted afterwards but like there's a lot of traits that really stand out and as a guy for the steelers honestly around that second round range pickens is a guy who can really give you that hybrid versatility that you love to see with their defensive line and how they like to move their guys around. So he's definitely a guy I'm going to be paying very close attention to. Yeah, he's former five-star coming out of high school, right? Like, he was a really big recruit for South yeah. Carolina back he was in the, the day. He was the number one defensive tackle in his recruiting class, if I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah I haven't got around to finishing, you know, my thoughts on him, but just uh, watching him live, I think the, the length – I mean, he's a good athlete, but the length really stands out. And I think block deconstruction is a plus with him. You know, he's able to get off blocks, penetrate up up in the backfield. So um, that's definitely definitely a plus for him. Uh, who, who else are you watching for that position? DJ Dale. Um, watched Ricky Stromberg a while back and uh, was trying to pay mostly attention to the centers. But Dale was someone who just stood out instantly. He just is such a technically sound run defender who maintains the line of scrimmage. Um, just outstanding technique, very rarely caught out of position, was considered a big glue guy along that defense. And I'm not surprised because he just kind of keeps that run defense afloat, commands doubles, but really just low pad level and finds the ball carrier consistently. Really impressed with him overall. I think he's gonna I think he's gonna be one of those guys that you really prioritize in like the late um day two to early day three area because mm-hmm. i do think he's a little limited in what he could offer as a pass rusher he's flu he's a fluid guy but he's not a natural pass rusher is how i would yeah. describe him he's more of that guy who creates that push and you know you can you can play him on third down you just might not get as much as you typically want from him but dale yeah. guy who can guy who really stands out in terms of character terms of uh being a leader on that defense and just very technically sound i i liked a lot of what i saw from him yeah he's a shorter guy too so i mean he has that natural leverage to him and like you said kind of just a glue guy i i personally kind of got two down vibes from him just um at least right now but interested to see how he does i mean mobile is a good place to show off you know some improved pass rushing traits so um sure. you know for the defensive line stuff just from guys that i'm looking forward to seeing um Siaki Ika uh, for Baylor, former LSU guy. You know, he's been around a long time, and he's been a name that the draft community has been really familiar with uh, for several years now because he broke out. You know, he was a contributor on on those LSU teams um, way back in the day. Uh, But 6'4", 350-pound nose tackle, I mean – the ideal throwback type of size that you look for in a zero tech. And, you know, not just a plodding guy, you know, who just kind of wins with, you know, his overall mass. Like he's got pretty surprising athleticism for a guy his size. Um, I do think there's some pass rush upside too. So like maybe, um, you know, maybe there is some three three down versatility for him um, early on in his career. Want to see more of a pass rushing repertoire, like more consistency, you know, stringing together moves. Um, I'm also interested to see what his 2022 tape looks like. I watched Baylor a little bit live this year, but not nearly as much as I did last year. 
Um, but I know that he had a down year statistically. So I'm interested to see like what contributed to that. Um, as a junior, I was kind of surprised that he didn't come out because he, he really broke out as a pass rusher as a junior, um, putting together some of those athletic traits. Uh, I think he finished the season with like six sacks, but I know this year he only had one sack and his pressure rate was down too. So I'm interested to see what, what the deal was there um, this year, but you know, mobile definitely a place where he could make some money. Um, and then just another guy that I've kind of recently been trying to get more exposure to than Keanu Benton, uh, 6'4", 315 pounds. Another guy who can play, you know, kind of at that nose tackle, zero tech position. Uh, the thing with Benton that really stands out is he just has awesome link to control blockers and maintain gap integrity against the run. Um, I really, I really, really like um, just how he can get underneath blockers pads and kind of guide them wherever he needs to, he needs them to go. So um, he took a little bit of a leap this year as a pass rusher. He's never been known as a pass rusher. Um, mainly some of that is due to the fact that he's a little bit limited of an athlete, uh, but I do think that he carries some, you know, late day two, early day three value. Um, and again, these these one on ones and those pass rush settings um, down in Mobile could, you know, prove pretty fruitful for him to hopefully improve some of his draft stock. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, definitely the pass rush uh, aspect stood out with me um, when I when I uh, got to a little bit of his film. Uh, I didn't notice it much as a run defender early on when I was going through, but mm-hmm. I probably had some bad games overall that I was going through in that department. But in terms of his, pa- his pass rush, it was kind of surprising to see a guy, a guy who was getting that much pressure um overall even though he wasn't considered that type of guy definitely someone i'm going to be looking forward to watching but speaking of pass rush one-on-ones there's there's an edge rusher i am very very excited to see down in mobile and that is Derek hall Derek hall is a twitched up like just lengthy tank yes absolute (laughs) tank lengthy explosive pass rusher he thrives from a two-point stance like whenever he rushed from a wide nine alignment that guy converted speed to power just about every single time Mm -hmm. that he just has that ability to really shock you on contact just violent hands at the point of attack flashes some surprisingly good bend ability he he reduces his service area pretty well under the tackle but i do think he needs to finish a little more consistently with you know turning turning at the tight apex of the corner i think um with some better hand usage overall that will help in that regard but he's probably the most promising pass rusher in terms of traits that's going to be at the senior bowl so i will have my eyes absolutely glued to him yeah another yeah. Hall's a guy, just, just real quick on Hall, I, something that I wanted to bring up with him and Benton, just because uh, it's a good segue, but so one of the things I forgot to mention with Benton uh, is the intangible aspect. You know, he's a team captain. He's considered like a leader within that locker room. Those intangible stuff, I don't feel like get enough kind of run when we're talking about draft prospects. Obviously, the tape is what we kind of focus on. Um, the traits, the athletic ability, um, but those intangible aspects are really things that, you know, teams are going to focus really heavily on once we get into the interview process, you know, not just down at Mobile, but when we get to the combine, as a team captain, Derek Hall, also a team captain. So really high character marks there. So you brought up a lot of good points in terms of like his film, but um, there's a lot to like with Derek Hall. I agree. Who, who was your other guy? 
The other guy was Isaiah McGuire. This was a little bit of a surprising watch for me. Um, he's about listed around 6'4", like 270-ish or so. Mm-hmm. He's He gave me some Zadarius Smith vibes with, with his ability as a pass rusher. He But what's surprising about him is he really relies on his cross chop to rip combo. And he actually... He ends up turning some corners, and I didn't. I don't really end up. I'm kind of like surprised. Like he's able to flatten his path towards the quarterback whenever he softens the corner with his hands. Um, I definitely don't think he's a pure bender because I did see some reps against Broderick Jones where he tries to turn the edge and he just he just can't he just can't quite rip under him qu- quite consistently. But another guy that his best reps came from like a two point stance. Like he, he just, he surprising for his size. He just had a lot more good reps in terms of his ability from a standing alignment. He mostly played with his hand in the dirt and, you know, he had some, like he played a lot of seven, a lot of like five. So he didn't have a lot of, um, he was getting a lot of like, you know, slower reads when coming off the ball. So he wouldn't, you know, be able to just tee off and rush the passer. But he has some he has some good ability. And I had some fun watching him, especially against Broderick Jones in the regular season. I think he's a guy who can really stand out. I want to see how his length particularly stands out. I want to see him use some long arms and those one on ones. I want to see him win with that length because I think he's going to have, he's going to measure with some really long arms overall. Yeah, I, I would agree The the length was something that stood out. The the motor also with McGuire is another yes. thing that I think he's got going for him too. And and like you said there, he can do some different things. I would like to see some more reps too, just from like a three, four, like standing up alignment, just because I think that that's probably where, um, you know, it's definitely where some teams are going to view him in terms of projection to the next level. Um, the edge class, man, Awesome. I mean, Zach Harrison um, is is really the guy that I'm looking forward to most. I think if you ask me to pick one guy who could potentially just skyrocket their their uh, draft hype, I think it's Zach Harrison. 6'6", 270 pounds, really intriguing power profile. I mean, Harrison was a former five-star recruit. Anytime Ohio State gets those five-star recruits off the edge, you immediately think they're going to be a superstar because of how well they de- they develop those pass rushers. We never really saw that consistent level of dominance with Harrison, but there has been flashes of that. And I think back to like just that Iowa game um, from this past season, he rushed the passer eight times during that game. Uh, He had five pressures. I mean, he was just absolutely wrecking their offensive line. So um, he's a guy, really freaking good athlete. uh, Is going to, I think he's going to test out of this world uh, once we get to the combine. So, when you're talking about potential risers, I mean, he's got the, you know, the recruiting pedigree. He, you know, comes from Ohio State where they've had a long lineage of developing those type of guys. He just might be a guy that's going to be a late bloomer. I'm not really sure, but I think he's definitely going to come off the board day two of the draft. Uh, but it wouldn't even surprise me if he ended up pushing himself into that like top 50, um, maybe even into the first round range. Just once teams kind of start to fall in love with that athletic profile, Mobile will be big for him. This is the type of setting that, um, you know, his traits and overall physical profile needs to dominate. And I think that he has the potential to do so. So um, an- another guy with Harrison that I'm looking forward to watching kind of in a different mode, but is Isaiah Foskey um, from Notre Dame, you know, 6'5", 265 pounds, has a pretty good get off from the line of scrimmage. He's a guy that I've talked about a lot last year during the summer scouting process. I, I-, I really like watching Foskey play. I, I love the length. 
Um, a lot of his pass rush repertoire revolves around that length. He uses a lot of stabs, a lot of swipes. Uh, production's been off the charts, you know, just later in the season uh, this past year, he set the Notre Dame sack record. Uh, you think about all the good players that came through there. I think Justin Tuck was the guy who held the record before him. So it seems like he's falling off the radar a little bit. Maybe he didn't take the leap um, that we were kind of anticipating him taking as a senior, but I'm a big, big believer in his talent, you know, high character marks. He's been, you know, a good player for that Notre Dame program for a long time. So looking forward to seeing how he does in this setting and see if maybe he can kind of rejuvenate a little bit of his draft hype that he had in the summer yeah a lot of familiarity with Foskey uh you know guy that we've been watching for a good while and you know sometimes uh what ends up happening with the with the draft community is it's kind of like the toy story meme where he throws away the toy that you know mm-hmm. and he's like I don't want to play with you anymore and you know you might be seeing that a little bit with Foskey where like he people have just been watching it for so long that they're just they're more interested in those ultra twitched up pass rushers and you know Bosky might not be able to provide the bend that you want to see, but you love to see the pass rush repertoire and just his ability to utilize his length. I think those are huge traits overall that you want to see in a pass rusher. Yeah. And he, he, uh, a big thing with uh, pass rushers in general coming out of college is, you know, a lot of guys, they just don't really understand how they're, how they win, you know, and Foskey has a good understanding of how he wins. You know, he uses his strengths to, you know, suit him. And like, he doesn't try to play beyond himself. Um, but that being said, you know, I really like the pass rush repertoire and I just, I think that this is a week where, you know, maybe he needs to remind some people about, you know, just the type of player he is. So, um, who we want to go to linebacker next. Yes. Uh, let's go to linebacker. Who, uh, who are you looking forward to seeing this week? Guy I'm that might end up being a, my guy type of candidate for me is Dorian Williams from Tulane. That guy, I love linebackers who show zero hesitation, but I love guys who have that range sideline to sideline that are just not afraid to absolutely punch you in the mouth. Just that physicality and that play recognition, it just really stands out in that regard. Guy who has some really good instincts and coverage might not be that guy you trust to play man to man, you know, on most of the time, like rarely is anyone, you know, going to be, are your linebackers going to be trusted in that regard? But I just love the way he triggers downhill. I love his play recognition. I think he thrives in zone coverage. I in a in a linebacker class that's kind of hard to love overall. Dorian Williams is that guy that like anytime I just watch, I'm I just I just find myself really enthused about him. And that's a guy I'm really going to be looking forward to, especially in scrimmages. I think linebackers can really stand out in those areas. Mm-hmm. You know, past years, I really remember Fred Warner, who really stood out and just how like constant, like he just, he just triggered downhill and just, he saw it coming. You know, you want to see that ability to just play with that zero hesitation. And I think Dorian Williams is going to be that guy. Like he's, he's someone I, I just want, I want everyone to watch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's a guy that I haven't watched yet. So, I mean, we were talking about before the show, we've, we've talked about this over the past couple of weeks that, you know, the linebacker position is definitely one of the positions that we're probably least enthusiastic about just from, you know, what we've seen so far and just projecting in terms of, you know, how these guys are going to be as pros. I'm not saying that like there aren't good players. It's just, there's not nearly the depth or the level of excitement that I had last year 
um, in terms of the inside linebacker class. So um, just looking at some of the just some of the numbers from Dorian Williams, though, um, you know, 54 stops last season at Tulane, according to Pro Football Focus. So, yeah, yeah the, the production was uh, was definitely there. Yep. He can, he could stick you, man. He could stick you. Another guy I'm really looking forward to seeing, um, you know, we see it a lot, which the, with these HBCU colleges in the past few years, um, is Aubrey Miller Jr. from Jackson State. He's a Missouri transfer. And I don't, you know, I, I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I've watched Jackson State film because let's be real. It's, it's hard to get your hands on some of that film right now, but I'm really curious to see where he ends up standing out because he's a guy that like, you know, you watch some of the the clips on him. He really, you know, he really triggers downhill, really hits, really can hit. I want to see if his range stands out. And, you know, with these HBCU guys, you know, we've seen it in the past with the senior bowl, you know, Darius Leonard really stood out like years ago and, you know, he made himself a lot of money. I'm really curious to see if Aubrey Miller Jr. is going to do the same. And, you know, I'm not very familiar with the the linebacker class overall, so I'm I'm definitely going to be paying more attention to guys who need to make you know make more out of this opportunity than anyone else because you're not going to see them go up against the level of competition that you're going to see at the Senior Bowl. So you want to see that block deconstruction. You want to see guys who just show that zero hesitation. You know, Aubrey Miller Jr., um, older guy, probably uh, from what I saw on Rise on rise and draft uh database he is listed around almost 24 years old so he's going to be an older guy in this class definitely someone uh, i'm going to be paying close attention to yeah for sure i mean anytime you get like the hbcu guys or the smaller school guys fcs um guys like that that end up at this um, all-star event you know you want to see if they belong and we talked about that a little bit when we talked about the offensive position last week um, but you know this is a great opportunity for those guys who like you said don't really have the opportunity to go up against you know other NFL draft caliber talent so it's a good uh, week to see how you measure up um, as far as a linebacker position I- I'm going to go with um, one of the more familiar names in the class Henry Toa Toa uh, from Alabama 6'2 230 pounds um, former Tennessee guy who transferred to Bama, I think two years ago, he's been pr- really productive over the course of his career, high level communicator, plus football IQ, um, solid athlete as well. But, <clears throat> you know, he's just a tackling machine, man. Like he's always around the football. Uh, like I said, I think he's a really smart player. I think he takes a lot of good angles. The biggest thing with Toa Toa that I worry about is the tackles. Like I, I the missed tackles, on film are just maddening. I think some of that is due to the lack of size. He's a little bit on the, he's definitely on the smaller side. Um, he does appear to me to be lacking the necessary reach or length that you typically would look for in an inside linebacker. Um, but again, that's what this week is for. I want to see how he handles, you know, the block deconstruction, how he tackles in the live sessions um, or even the game. Like I want to see that as well. So this is the last kind of chance that we get to see these guys with contact. So I want to see, you know, how he does in this type of setting, but you know, he he's a player who's got a ton of experience. You look at just the amount of snaps that he's played in the sec against other really good competition been a productive guy so i'm looking forward to seeing how he uh how he plays over the course of the week um and then um i don't watch a ton of pit even though you know we do a steelers podcast the draft podcast um a lot of our stuff revolves around the pittsburgh area but i don't watch a ton of pit live every time i watch the pit defense this year though 
Servasier Dennis was standing out like crazy. I mean, he was just all over the field. Um, support, sort of, sort of surprised that he's not getting more buzz in a weak inside linebacker class. Kind of a similar size profile here, but I think Dennis is a really good tackler. Yeah. Um, he has good stopping power, pretty good range. Um, he, he, there are no tackling concerns there. You know, another smart football player. I think he's explosive good eyes like I don't see him uh you know getting sucked up on like play action fakes or anything like that um th- so there's there's a lot to like with him and we're just like we said we're looking for bodies at this position to get excited about and I think that Dennis could be a guy that you know probably is getting uh, the last time I mo- looked at his mock stuff was earlier this week when I was doing a little bit of research for the pod and you know it seemed like he's getting mocked um like midday three. And I definitely think he has the potential just from a physical trait standpoint um, to potentially be a riser um, throughout the process. Yeah, I can definitely see that. Um, biggest thing I want to see with Servassier Dennis is actually what he ends up measuring in at overall, because mm-hmm. I think he's going to be a shorter guy, like around six foot, but yeah, you, you know, you listed wanna... at six, two, but I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not so sure about that. I'm kind of yeah. curious to see if he's more in like the two, the two thirty range or if he's yeah. like, or if he's like touching two twenty on the, on that regard. So, you know, that, that's, that's a big thing we got to look for. We have to look forward to is the uh, measuring of everyone and just, and one more thing, is... just one more thing with Dennis too. 11 sacks this past season. I mean, his yes. his ability as a blitzer to kind of come downhill um, and rush the passer is definitely an underrated thing. Um, it gives you some more versatility with him. You know, I think he's got like 19, 20 sacks over the course of his career as well. So um, there's some versatility he can do. He can do some different stuff for you. Um, like I said, I, I like him, um, you know, in a class where, you know, we're kind of just looking for bodies. So, yeah. Um, Let's go cornerback next, and then we'll wrap it up with the safety position. Yep. All right. So one, you know, a guy that I'm really looking forward to seeing is Jacorian Bennett um, from Maryland. He's someone who really stood out to me at the end of the year um, in his bowl game against NC State. Had just really like awesome job of fighting back on back shoulder throws. His last, you know, his last play play of his career was was an interception that sealed the game it was just he like it was just there were some traits that were really standing out feldman freak list guy he reportedly you know he him and his teammate uh wide receiver rakeem jarrett they apparently you know go back and forth on who jumps the highest and stuff like that and who runs the fastest Mm -hmm. um reportedly bennett jumps about 42 inches in the vert which is pretty that's pretty absurd overall and he ran like 20 he was like clocked at like 22.9 miles per hour on the gps which i'll be real it's probably inflated overall because very rarely even um in the nfl do you see a guy who's clocked at like 22 overall but yeah you know you like you know you like see you know you like seeing that uh, that ability at corner you want to see those guys who can you know, stay in phase, but also just show that level of athleticism. Bennett, like, you know, he's a, you know, he's a thicker guy. And, you know, I like, I like seeing corners who have that strength at the, in, in coverage, because, you know, you don't like seeing guys get bullied around overall, like the big, like, you know, the big thing I want to look forward to is just like, I have, I have very little on this corner class right now in terms of 
all 22 film. And that's a big thing for me is being able to see these guys from an, an alignment. I, you know, I'm really looking forward to seeing Bennett overall at, at the senior bowl. I think he's one of those guys like from what I've seen in limited clips, he has that ability to really stand out in man coverage. Another yeah. guy. Yeah, for guy. sure. For sure. He's a community college transfer, right? Uh, I believe so. Yes. Okay. He's a, yeah, he's I haven't a watched him yet. So he, he's definitely going to be somebody that I'm going to have to get to before the yeah. the game. Um, another guy, uh, Riley Moss, another, <laughs> this is, this is, uh, it's always, it's always like, it's like seeing a unicorn when you <laughs> see a, when you see a white corner in the NFL draft, because it's just so rare. I think the last starting white corner in the league was Jason Seahorn for the giants. And, you know, it's just very rare. But the thing about Riley Moss, he's an, another Bruce Feldman freak list guy. And he apparently has like the most obs- reportedly has the most obscene short shuttle I've ever seen, which is like a three. He's listed at like a three, eight, five, which is absolutely ridiculous for for cor- for anyone. <laughs> but, you know, seeing that short area agility, it really shows up on film because I've seen a lot of we've we've known a lot about Riley Moss since last year. And, you know, we were surprised he didn't come out last year, especially because he had some really good film, really, really clicks and closes downhill. Like he just he he plays more from like a shuffle alignment, so he doesn't play as much from a pedal, but he plays a lot of off man, a lot of zone. And I'm really curious to see if he stands out more in those man to man situations down in Mobile because he's going to be playing more from like on alignments, especially like in those one on ones, of course. One on ones, uh, they're more favored towards the receiver side, you know, with the abilities to run triple moves and stuff like that. But you know, we end up we end up you know look looking at that a little more. But Moss, a guy who can really mirror, a guy who can really jump, forty two inch vertical, explosive athlete. Some might try and move him to safety. Um, if he doesn't really stand out in an on man to man situation, you might see. A little bit of evidence in that regard, so we'll we'll see how he ends up looking overall. Yeah, for sure. He's he's had some big big plays. I know uh, he picked off uh, Michael Penix. I think he picked six him uh, last year when he was still with um, Indiana. Indiana. I think there was a tip ball that ended up flying in his hands. But yeah, he's a really good athlete, and I, I'm glad you mentioned that with the one on one stuff because I, I do want to express that i do think that this db class is really good that we're going to get to at see to see at the senior bowl um just please man please understand that you know on these like three step drop slants and stuff if the receivers are taking six and seven steps before they're breaking inside and they end up winning the route that's not a win for the court for the receiver like please understand that there's there is a timing element to all of this um that we need to keep in mind so uh that does drive me crazy like we get to these all-star games circuits and you start to see receivers doing like the and one mixtape freestyles where it's like you know we're taking eight nine step slants and stuff and i'm like this is not realistic this never <laughs> happens in the game um but Braxton yeah so, miller tape is what we yeah, call that yeah um but yeah some some guys can make it work man but that's just not how the game is played you know when it's 11 on 11 um yeah. guy that i'm gonna talk about is, uh devon witherspoon i just finished my scouting report up uh on him so it'll be up on the site um at some point this week if you're looking for like a more interested um deeper dive into his tape but just some cliff notes man aggressive competitive physical cover guy with man cover skills plenty of experience plenty of ball production um i just 
I love watching this dude play. I, I think he's a coach's dream. He flies to the football, you know, just every single rep is hundred miles an hour. He's got that swag about him. He's a big time trash talker, very confident guy in his own abilities. Um, you know, like I said, Illinois, you know, 75% of their reps uh, this season were in man coverage, it's like the highest uh, percentage of man reps in the country. So, and he had a lot of reps too, where they're playing, you know, single high and, you know, out there on the boundary, man, when you're playing single high and having to defend guys going vertical without that safety help over the top, it's, it's kind of, diff- it's pretty difficult, um, pretty difficult task. So um, I think that, you know, he's got first round tape, in my opinion, just like his ability to play the ball at the catch point, um, very good change of direction skills, short area burst. The only thing with Witherspoon that is like really a concern, there's some technical stuff at the line of scrimmage that he needs to clean up. The biggest thing is the size. He's going to come in under six foot. He's only going to be about 180 pounds soaking wet. I'm not even sure if he's that. You don't see boundary corners in the NFL at that at that frame. And then just the long speed. He doesn't have the, you know, whenever you see him make some technical mistakes at the line of scrimmage, a false step here or there, he doesn't have the recovery speed to kind of get back in phase. And that's going to be somewhat of a problem. Where I find solace in that is his slot cover, slot corner reps over the course of this season. He played there more at Illinois. They asked him to shadow number one receivers, even into the slot, which I think is an underrated um, ability. Uh, Witherspoon is 100% day one ready slot corner. Like you talk about some of the things that like Mike Hilton can do in terms of like defending the run, closing, good play recognition skills, willing to get his um, you know face mask dirty. He does all of those things. So there's a high floor there, even if he doesn't pan out on the outside. But I'd give him the chance to. I mean, I think he's competitive enough. Um, he's got the tape uh, that yep. says he can do it. So he's a guy that um, you know I, I've really enjoyed watching. I do think that there. Maybe some of the like I think he's gotten a lot of hype recently, um, heading into the last month or two of the season. He was where, mocked um to Pittsburgh at seventeen and Dane Brugler yeah, was mocked. I recently. saw that. I don't I do think that that is realistic. Like I said, the tape is 100% there. I just know how the cornerback position is. It's a stopwatch position. Yeah. And I I think when he gets to the combine, he is going to have to run a like four five, four five, two forty. I think he can do that. I just, I worry. Like he ends up testing like four, five, five, four, five, seven. You're going to see him fall back into day two. And that's what's going to happen. So I think there um, might be some similarities to Sante Samuel Jr. in that regard where, yeah, the tape is there, but maybe the testing, not so much. Yeah. And then, yeah. And I, th- I loved, I loved Sante Samuel Jr. coming out Sam. too. Like I, I think that the, just the footwork aspect of um, ASJ was off the charts for me. And I think that uh, Witherspoon, the way he can click and close, man, short area bursts, the change of direction, it, it's it's all there. He does a good job keeping his feet underneath him um, in his transition. So um, he's a guy that I'm really excited about. And then just another guy kind of on the different side of the spectrum uh, is Rajon Wright. Um, this is a guy that I wasn't familiar with at all, but, you know, 6'2", 200 pounds. When I was watching Jordan Addison a couple weeks ago when I was following his scouting report for the site, um, he was he really stood out like not only was he competing with Addison, he won a good amount of reps in that game. Um, really comfortable playing in press coverage. You know, he'll mix in some off coverage techniques, um, cover skills, man, like a lot of length, good ball skills. Um, you know, he uses that size to his advantage. And I think that he fits that profile. Like if you're looking for like a cover three type corner who can get up, disrupt receivers at the line of scrimmage, uh, reroute guys, carry them vertically, squeezing them to the sideline. I don't know what his long speed 
is necessarily going to look like. I don't think that that's necessarily a strength. Um, but, you know, just a guy physically imposing kind of corner who plays with a lot of confidence in himself. So I, I like some of the technical stuff he did in press coverage at the line of scrimmage. Um, so I I'm excited uh, to see him. I haven't uh, watched him, but would you say he has some similarities to Martin Emerson Jr. from last year? I thought um, Emerson was a little bit what – I, what I really liked about Emerson was I thought he was pretty fluid yeah. in terms of, like, flipping his hips. And I think – the one concern that I had with Emerson was I didn't think he found the ball all the time. And I think that right from what I saw did that better, but maybe not as fluid. Um, hmm. But certainly a guy who could potentially, I, I mean, Emerson had a lot of fans in the draft community. He was somebody that I didn't get on until late uh, during last cycle. He's had a heck of a rookie season for yep. Cleveland. I mean, there, there are legitimate people on my timeline, smart football people that think that, you know, he was one of their, he's probably their most consistent corner for the Browns over the, over the course of the season. Um, and Denzel Ward, great player. Uh, Greg Newsom, really good player. Um, so, yeah, I do I do think that he can contribute um, early on next season. You know, I think he's going to be a riser through the process. These one-on-ones, a great opportunity for him to kind of show what he can do. Yep. Um, let's, let's, all right, let's finish it off with the safety position. It's, it's a good group right here. Yep. Yeah, I like this one. Uh, Jamie Robinson, who's – from Florida State, you know, he gives me because I think I think pretty much everyone has said this, but you get a lot of Jalen Petrie vibes from him in terms mm-hmm. of just one of those safeties who can play in the nickel slot looks. He's like surprisingly good in the pass rush department as a blitzer. Like he's aggressive downhill. This has sound run fits. I think he's really going to stand out in those scrimmages, just being able to just like stand out in like the in the in the run department and just being able to click and close downhill. I'm kind of curious to see uh, how he looks in one-on-ones overall because, you know, he, he plays really well from his, from from some zone, but I need to see him a little more in some, in some you know, on-man looks versus some of these receivers. I'm really curious to see how he will stand out in that regard. Yeah, I, I haven't got the chance to watch him, so he's, he's a guy that's definitely on my, my short list. You yeah. got anybody else uh, safety-wise? Yeah, I got one more. Uh, Jordan – yeah, J- Jordan Battle from Alabama, probably yeah. the one, probably the one guy people aren't talking about enough, which is kind of crazy because, you know, when people talk about like the top of the position group, you know, those guys constantly get mentioned. I feel like Battle very rarely gets as much buzz as he should. He's extremely sound against the run. Like he, I constantly see him in the right position with the right fit. But what really stands out to me you are not going to get yards after contact versus him. He absolutely brings his hips and he will absolutely just shock you backwards when on, on those tackles, like just awesome thump on contact. Like just very rarely do you see guys get that extra yak versus him really clicks and closes downhill. Um, personally, I like him more in the box from what I've seen, but I want to see him more from those deeper alignments. Um, overall because i again i'm lacking the all 22 but like the thing with battle is like he he was asked to play a lot of you know different spots and him branch and i believe another guy who's gonna be at the senior bowl was demarca helms they Mm -hmm. tended to rotate a lot of these defensive backs and play them in different different spots there was a lot of like position versatility with those three so so you saw them play from a lot of different alignments battle overall though like where he stood out to me was just his ability to absolutely destroy you in the run game as a 
in terms of his fits, his explosion downhill, and just his thump on contact. Yeah, obviously, Bama's the team that I watch religiously. So I think Battle, like playing in that robber role, kind of as that underneath defender, kind of hold defender in the middle yeah. of the field, that, that was where he kept sticking out to me when I was watching them over the course of the season. Like you said, both the Bama safeties, uh, Hellams and Battle, are both going to be the senior bowl branch you know he's not i don't think he's he was even senior bowl eligible no. uh, but brown branch i'll just go ahead and put a flag on that because uh that that is one of my guys i love me some brown branch i think he's a top 15 ish prospect um in this class bar none and i wouldn't be surprised if he came in higher than that for me yeah um you know safety position another it's a good class man i, I think chris smith you talk about safeties with a lot of pedigree you know 5'11 190 190 pounds um you know a real vocal communicator a big steadying force for a georgia defense that's won back-to-back titles um primary lines up at free safety uh playing back from depth you know he can play you know center field play some um two high shell stuff versatile guy though he can play in the box he's got some slot reps that i really like um the thing that's stuck the thing that sticks out for me yeah special teams too like you talk about you know added value i want to say that I think it was him that had like seven special teams tackles in one of the years that I was looking at um, last night or the night before. Um, I should have put that in my notes, but I love the way that this dude fills the alley from depth at the run game. I mean, he, he had a rep against Oregon that I tweeted out last night where he comes from freaking 20 yards in the middle of the field. And they're, you know, they toss it to the running back in the backfield and he just flies up, takes a great angle, stopping power, knocks this dude backwards. Um, just a phenomenal play uh, from a guy. He's he's not the type of athlete that I think goes typically in round one of the draft at the safety position. Um, but he's a 100 percent. If I'm the market for a safety on day two, I want this dude on my team. Like, I just I think I think he's going to be a successful NFL player and a contributor on a good defense. Um other guy that I'm really looking forward to seeing is JL Skinner from Boise. Skinner is a build a safety, um, pure height, weight, speed guy, 6'4, 210 pounds. This dude plays with bad intentions. I mean, he's, he's just a flat out hitter, man. Um, if you're a receiver and you are planning on crossing the middle of the field with him in him in that vicinity, you better watch your head. Cause he is going to knock your head off. It's, it's um it's a treat to watch him play. He's a physical type of dude uh, who offers some pretty good zone cover skills from what I from what I saw over the summer. I'm really interested to see how his game transformed over the course of his final year. Um, I think he could be a little bit stiff. That was something that I remember in the summer uh, scouting period. I want to see how he does in man coverage because I think that how he does in man coverage in the slot um will probably determine what his role is going to be at, at at the next level i think he can definitely he can. hang with tight ends yeah. i just want to see if he can do it against some of those slot profile receivers if you if you see that you know especially you know we we, we had higher opinions of this guy last year with kyle mm-hmm. hamilton but you know you want to see that 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 ability to just you know flip your hips very smoothly so you can handle those slot guys because if you're able to play down in the box and be able to cover those those shiftier receivers while being Game able to, to erase those tight ends yeah exactly like those are the terrell Edmonds, the kyle duggers of the of the world that just they really stand out in that area yeah for sure i mean safety versatility you know those guys that don't have to come off the field and you can kind of plug and play them depending on you know positional uh formations that you get um from opposing offenses you know those are guys that you can 
like really mold your game plan around uh, because guys that can cover different body types and different skill sets are insanely valuable uh, at the NFL because it's all about matchups. The NFL is a matchup league. Um, and if you have a guy that really can take away a lot of different body types, it gives you the advantage as a defensive coordinator. So Skinner is a guy that I'm definitely looking forward to seeing. Um, I think that about wraps it up. We're not going to get yep. into the long snappers. I think we covered everything else um, over the course of the last two episodes. But um, once again, just speaking for Nick and myself, really appreciate the support on the show, support on the channel. Um, you like the show, make sure you drop a like, drop a comment. If y'all want to hear us talk about anybody specific as we move forward here in the next couple of weeks, we're hoping to get into maybe some um positional specific episodes where we're going to go over like the top players of each position. We're going to try to hammer out some details on, um, you know, where we're going to go with the the direction of this as we get closer into, um, you know, senior bowl week, um, as we head towards the combine through the draft process. Um, but again, thank you guys. Make sure you subscribe youtube.com slash all Steelers talk, um, or wherever you get your, um, podcast from, we will check you guys next week. Y'all have a good one. Peace. Mm-hmm.